Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast Fresh Ears, where we, three just ordinary dudes sitting in our living room, talk about three different albums of music. And uh, this is kind of a uh, different episode because it's Father's Day. We're recording a couple days before Father's Day. And uh, here we are. <laughs> We're recording a full month after Father's Day. Yeah, but this, uh, so this week we picked three albums, or our dads picked the albums to listen to, and we all did, and we're going to tell you what our thoughts are on this episode of Fresh Ears! Eddie, are you going to introduce us? Yeah, to my, I'm Eddie Trezino, your host today, and to my right is... Alex. Yeah, Alex. And to my right is... Uh, you know who it is. It's John Mark. All right, and uh, so there's... Three of us, three albums, three dads, and uh, three we're just going to jump right in. Anything you guys want to talk about? I know we've had a lot of um, it's been, time it's to been listen to It's been a while. Uh, I, will say, I, I do want to say that uh, there's been a delay in recording. We wanted we wanted to have this out near Father's Day, but um, <laughs> just getting the podcast off the ground, it, it took a little bit of time to, mm-hmm. to get this distributed to the appropriate channels. We're still not on Spotify yet, but we're working on it. We're working on it. Trying we, got, we got our first episodes up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got, yeah. Apple and Google. Father's Day. The last of the yeah. Spot right, it. We yeah. got to take them down. Yeah. Check check the first two episodes out if you haven't. Um, so yeah, they're uh, on Apple Music and famously uh, Pocket Casts. Pocket Casts, uh, Google Podcasts. Uh, there's a, there's a few others. Breaker is one. Um, but yeah, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna work to to get this baby out to all. Of them. <laughs> So without further ado, let's jump in to Fresh Ears. All right, guys. First up is the album chosen by my dad, and it is called Aja by the band Steely Dan. So uh, this is an album that came out in 1977. Thanks for... Yeah. Starting off strong. Yeah. So anyway... um, uh, I guess uh, I've always known Steely Dan. Maybe it's because they've uh, been around so long. Maybe it's because my my dad. I don't know. There, yeah, there's always been Steely Dan CDs around my house, so that's cool. Uh, I guess it probably played at some point around me when I was little, or till now, I guess. But uh, yeah, I've heard this album before and a couple others. Their first one, I think this is their third or fourth. But it. Steely Dan is a pretty jazzy group, man, and they, uh... <laughs> yeah, Yacht Rock. That's a good way to put it. So, basically, it's... I think their cool thing about Steely Dan is they... The two main people, Walter Becker and Donald Fagan, write all the music and, like, get everything ready to go, the basic tracks, and then they get a whole bunch of session musicians to record them. So that's really cool, and, like, the session musicians are just, like, really good... And, uh, like, they all switch off instruments and stuff. I think Donald Fagan's the singer and, and piano player, and I forget now. <laughs> Let me make sure. Yeah, yeah, I need to. He's a book. Donald, Donald Fagan is, yeah. He And then Walter Becker is on. He usually does, like, bass and guitar. But they both write everything. They're the two Steely Dans. So, yeah, this album has some hits, including uh, one, probably a couple of Steely Dans' biggest songs, like... Uh, Deacon Blues is probably their most famous. Peg has a really well, cool. Is oh yeah, yeah, that probably is. But Deacon That's Blues the is second. And then Asia, the title track is really good. It's a great jam. Um, I think Peg. I can't. 
I read a whole thing about Peg, or I think some YouTube guy did like a breakdown of that song because it's really complicated. It has a really nice breakdown in it too. Yeah, it does. And but, <laughs> dark, 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 dark. yeah, it's they they turn into a metal band for a couple minutes. Well, Steely Dan was well known as the first post-hardcore band. Yeah, I mean, uh, Kirk Hammett said there was favorite growlers. They've transitioned. Uh, they've transitioned to more radio rock these days, but yeah, yeah, early beginnings. Yeah, weird. But uh, um, but. Um, Peg just has really everything on this album is pretty complicated, and the recording techniques they use are really apparently really uh, influential. The way they place their microphones and everything—that's what I've read. Um, funny story: uh, one of my favorite bands called The Ergs has a song called Asia, and it's about the album sure Asia. Asia, yeah. But um, yeah, it's about. A guy who names his daughter Asia because he loves Steely Dan, and it's it's a cool song. <laughs> so if you haven't heard that song, listen to Asia by the Ergs. So you you don't have a specific relationship with this with your band? Nope, not really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. He 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 likes the album. I'm sure he picked it. I asked him. Yeah. Would you say this is probably one of his favorite albums? I'm guessing it is because my dad's always like this. Bruce Springsteen's one of his favorites. Well, you you said. You thought that he was going to pick Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, I thought he would pick a Bruce Springsteen album, but this is pretty close to what I expected. So, yeah, um, I really enjoyed this album. I think it's great. It's cool to hear all the... Uh, it's cool to hear musical complexity that's still accessible and catchy. So cool. that is my opinion on Steely Dan's Asia. So, John Mark, well, for me, what is your opinion? Reeling in the Years? It's a Reeling in the Years <laughs> grower. I didn't really like it when I listened to it the first time. Uh, well, I think one issue is the first three tracks are super long. They're really long, yeah. Uh, and it's kind of like a hurdle to get over those the first time you listen to it. But I think what all made it all click for me was earlier this week uh, I had to. I wasn't on. I wasn't on the clock. I'm a journalist, same as Eddie. We're two newspaper journalists. Uh oh. And. Um, I had to drive out on 250, Route 250, past Walmart towards Taylor County, to try to find a where a bunch of fire trucks had gone. Mm, uh, what a story, and Mark! I drove almost all the way to Grafton and didn't find them. Mm. And this was like it was it was dusk. It was right just getting dark, and so I was I was I never found them. And so as I was driving back, I said to myself, "Well, you know what." I got a 40-minute drive ahead of me. I might as well put on Asia by Steely Dan, Eddie's dad's favorite band. <laughs> and it was something about driving back in the dark, in the woods, mm. and listening to this album. It was like hypnotic almost. Mm-hmm. And it was like... Well, it's... I, yeah. I don't know. I, I can't... I can't. It put me in a trance, honestly. Uh... It was great. Well, it's cool to listen to because the one thing they do is they put the microphones really close to like the um, speakers that play the instruments, and apparently that helps make it sound like it's just all around you. Mm-hmm. So is. that's really cool. Like it's like being in a little jazz club. So. Yeah, and so now I think those first three are still a little too long. I think you get the gist of them. But once you get over that hump, I mean, you have Peg and you have Josie. And what was your favorite song? I would say Peg. Yeah, Peg's probably. great. And 
I'm happy. I, like I said, I didn't know anything about Steely Dan except for really in the years. And the way the name was banned, which I don't know. The way that band is named. Just look it up. Just look oh, it we, up. No, we, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Google it. Urban it Dictionary. The only two I knew. <laughs> um, but yeah, Yacht Rock is great. Yacht Rock is underrated. Uh, Why do they call it Yacht Rock? So for people who own yachts, which I do not. I looked it up the other day. So it's soft. It's basically just like soft rock, mm. and the genre is like soft rock with like, like jazz and R and B elements. But the term itself came from like an internet show where these people were like acting mm. as if they were early seventies rock stars. I don't know. But it's a perfect name for this genre of music. Yeah. Steely Dan. Good job, Donald Fajan. Yeah, one of them's dead. I think it's Walter, Walter Becker. Becker. Yeah, he died. Yeah, R.I.P. Walter. This is the Walter. Walter, yes. R.I.P. D.B. R.I.P. D.B. Well, for me, um, or Donald or Walt W. <laughs> w. B. Sorry, R.I.P. W. B. Well, for me, all I've ever really known of Steely Dan is real in the years. Um, it's a song I fondly remember putting on a mix CD. As a kid, um, it was a big, big time eighth grade jam. Was, oh, wow. was uh, really in the years. I don't know how I discovered it, but it's one that I really enjoyed at the time. But only Steely Dan song I've ever known. Um, before I get into this, I do want to say, young young Walter Becker looks just like a pre-tattooed Post Malone. <laughs> really? Like, I did not look this up. It's before, insane. Man. It is insane. Post Malone, the famous artist. Yeah, it's like it's like Post Malone is Walter Becker reincarnated. Well, that's interesting because they have similar music. <laughs> yes, yeah. very much alike. Yeah, um, but yeah, I've never heard any of the songs on Asia ever. Um, but uh, I really enjoyed the jazz elements here. Um, I've really gotten into early early jazz stuff over the past few months or so. Uh, this album, I feel like it really applies them to like a like. A sound that was popular, you know, it, it kind of helped popular popularize jazz. I don't, well, I don't know about that, but well, <laughs> jazz is way. I mean, this is right, right. This is a specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, that that's not necessarily what I mean. I just think it it applied it applied jazz to like more of like a a rock, like a mainstream like radio type, yeah. type sound. Yeah, um, sure. It feels like elevator music. Sometimes. It's it feels like something I would hear if I went to JC Penney or Elder Beerman. And this that's, is and this is what would be playing while I was shopping. That's an insult to Steely Dan. It is not an insult. It is not uh -oh. an insult. Uh -oh. The music that plays in JC Penney's makes you want to shoot cool. Listen, <laughs> listen, it's it's not an insult because it's probably the best. Because it's a compliment. It's 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 the elevator music that I want to hear. Mm. Um, it's it's good. I, I enjoyed it. Um for a jazz record, it's pretty great. I think the instruments are really, really good, especially the horns, uh, the saxophone at the end of Asia, the song yeah. Asia, uh -huh. top tier. Uh, I will say, though, I enjoy jazz more as, like, instrumental music, um, but I did enjoy this. I'm not a huge fan of Donald Fagan's voice. Um, it's probably maybe the biggest detriment of the album for me, along with some of the long tracks. Um Voice is a little too somber and dreary in some places for me. He kind of sounds sarcastic, but I think it's the point. You know what I don't like? I didn't mention this. The only thing I could say I don't like about the album, uh, it's it's like nitpicking almost, but it's 
the tone of the piano. Mm. I know that's like very specific. I know exactly what you're saying. I yeah. Like, okay, I'm over that. Mm -hmm. but everything besides that, I like a lot. Yeah, I think it. I think it's it's very of its time. Um, I think it holds up. That I sound mean. you're talking about. Oh yeah, it does. Um, some of my favorite tracks were my two favorite tracks were Black. I I, I really enjoy Black Cow. I mean, it's a good opener. Um, the bass line of Black Cow has been playing in my head. It's so and, good. Asia uh -huh. is a little too long for my liking, but the horns and the drums, like towards the end of that track, are so great. Uh -huh. Sa saves the song. Um, Peg is is in my in my opinion the best song on the track. Um, the vocal, I, I like how it's different than the other tracks because a lot of the tracks are really somber and his voice is a little bit different on those than it is on Peg. It's much more energetic and positive and, and I, I really enjoyed that one. It's super, super, super funky. Um, Home at Last. I really like that too. Oh, That's no, like no, a no, deep no, cut. No, I didn't like that one. Oh, you didn't? It um, really, I really, really, like really dragged, really mm -hmm. dragged for me. When I was listening to I Got the News, and Michael McDonald randomly pops up in the background at the end of the song. I loved it. It was interesting. A, that, that was a nice little surprise. But yeah, uh, I enjoyed it for what it was. I, I will say that I didn't enjoy it maybe the first couple of lessons, like what John Mark said. But it really it took me to actually sit down and really listen to what's going on in the tracks to really appreciate it. See, I'm the opposite. I, I don't think I could sit down and just listen to it. I need to be doing something else while I'm listening to it to enjoy it. Yeah, I'm the opposite because I tried doing that at first and it didn't really it didn't really click with me. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's a it was a good this is a good nice introduction to Steely Dan. I don't know if all their albums are similar to this or well, real. I know the reeling in the years is way different. It sounds yeah, yeah. it's really it sounds like a different band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's one. I mean, that's one of their. I think that's on their first album. Uh -huh. So they're they're a little more rocky. Yeah. All right. So you ready for final grades? Right. Yeah, sure. Eddie. Um, I'll give it a nine out of ten. It's really good. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, give it an old eight. I'm gonna give it a six. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Fair six enough. Six out of ten. All right. When we uh, when we come back. We're going to talk about my album. All right, can't wait. So brace yourselves. <laughs> Okay, so the album that my dad picked um, for this episode was Morning View by Incubus, which was released in 2001. Um, I'll start off by saying my dad's always had a, he, he had a really huge influence on me getting into music and experiencing music at an early age. Everywhere we ever went with him in his car, he always had a CDN just blasting music, and he had a lot of a lot of records that he would he would play a lot. Um, he listened. His music taste really evolved um, as he was growing up. He he grew up in the '80s, so the, I think the first type of music he really really got into was hair metal. Um, then it transited, he became a huge U2 fan, and then in the 90s he got big into like the grunge stuff and the alt, the alt rock. Um, he listened to a lot of WCLG, which is like the local rock radio station. He, and he actually went through a phase where he loved OutKast, and that's a reason, uh, that's another group that I, that I love because my dad, I can think, thank my dad for a lot of, I would say, yeah, he had a huge influence on why, why I'm so into music. Um, I jotted down some of the bands that he would frequent in, in the car and uh, I, I wrote down Fleetwood Mac, um, Motley Crue, 
Fleetwood Mac is nowhere near the others. Right, right. He, he's got he's got a really really diverse taste. Uh, Fleetwood Mac, Motley Crue, Def Leppard, U2, Natalie Merchant, uh, Collective Soul, Foo Fighters, of course, Incubus, who we're going to talk about today, and Outkast. Now, Incubus was always a staple for my dad. I can always I can always just like when I hear Incubus, it just it just takes me back to riding around with my dad. Uh, my fondest memories of Incubus probably consist of listening to their 2006 album, uh, Light Grenades. Um, I always, I always, there, there's a few tracks from Incubus I always really enjoyed. Um, two of the, two of the biggest ones are probably Drive, which came out on, on the album before Morning View, and then uh, Wish You Were Here, which is their big hit on uh, Morning View. Um, I always enjoyed them, but I never really like sat down and listened to a full album all the way through by myself. So I'm going to give a quick review of Morning View um, and I'm going to get it over with because I know these guys are going to trash it because they hated it because <laughs> they told me before we recorded. So, so Morning, View, so Morning View came out in 2001. It was titled Morning View because it was recorded at a beach house in Malibu, California on uh, a place called Morning View Drive. Um, it, this album contains a lot of like ambient uh, sounds. Uh, it's got a lot of aggression, a lot of like funky groove stuff in it as well. Um, it was nominated for a Grammy uh, in 2003 for Best Engineered Album. Um, listening through it, I enjoyed Morning View. I first, the, my first listen through was in the gym, and I really enjoyed listen, listening to it in the gym because it kind of took me back to when I first started working out. There was a gym that I went to that always played WCLG uh, Radio Rock, so it, it, kinda, it was kind of nostalgic for me. Um, it's if you, to me it feels very late '90s, very early 2000s alt rock. It's it was it was kind of a product of the grunge outburst in the early '90s. Uh, I really enjoyed the the aggression in a lot of the places. The, there's many DJ esque uh, elements. They use it. They've got a guy who just does the turntable, and I liked a lot of the ambient sounds on on a lot of the tracks. It kind of gives you that California California Ocean vibe. Um, with that said, I, I think when it comes to Incubus, I enjoy their individual tracks better than listening to a full album. This one definitely drags in a, in a, in a lot of places. 58 minutes. It, dra it drags in a lot of places, and I will say, Brandon Boyd's the lead singer, his voice uh, becomes exhausting at times to listen to for a full album. Um, I really enjoy the first half of this better than the... I, than the last half. I, I thoroughly enjoyed maybe the first six tracks or so. I love Nice to Know You. Um, it it kind of punches you in the face to get started. Uh, circles. I enjoyed Circles. Uh, wish You Were Here. That Wish You Were Here is like when, when I think Igubis, I think this song. I really enjoy that one. Um, 11 a.m. is a dragger, dragger, dragger. I enjoy Blood on the Ground. It's got some good, good aggression. Uh, Mexico. Maybe the worst track on the album. Drags, 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 drags. I really enjoyed Warning. Um, and then the last like five or six tracks until the, you get to the last track um, are pretty, were pretty hard to listen to, for me at least. Um, now, I'll, I'll, before we get to your review, I want to talk about the last track. Uh, I don't know how you say this. Aqueous. Aqueous. Aqueous Transmission. I love this track. Um, it's got a lot of like Chinese instruments, like the pipa. Uh, they're actually accompanied by a Chinese orchestra on this one, and it ends with frogs croaking like outside of the studio. And it's like, uh, it's that's what they recorded. Like that's how it ended. It was like night and the frogs croaking. I think it's really cool. I like the ambient nature elements. 
there. I think it's really, really beautiful. I think it captures the vibe they were going for on the album best, um, opposed to a lot of the other tracks. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's my review. So let's hear what you guys had to say. Well, before, I know Eddie's supposed to go first, and I'll let him. But before he does, I have a quote to read from Brandon Boyd oh. uh, about why he they named the album Morning View. What you said is the road that the house was on where they recorded. Oh. Every time we'd pull into the street, we had a view of the ocean and Pacific Coast Highway. I got a big creative boner every time I'd show up to that house. I read that. Every time we'd pull up, DJ Kilmore would be like, ah, Morning View. It's time to rock. Oh, no. I love it. I love that. I think Alex, is it a coincidence that your dad picked an album with a singer named Brandon Boyd? I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's why he likes it. <laughs> what a weird, but that might be why. Like, oh. Anyway. I will say, every time my dad like meets someone who has Boyd in their name, he always like marks out because it's such an uncommon name. He's like, oh, yeah, his name's Boyd. I, like I would too, dude. I wish I knew more Eddie's. Does he freak out every time he sees you? Oh, yeah, he's like, oh, your middle name. Oh, Whoa, that's crazy. Probably. Yeah, that's funny. All right, Eddie. Okay, so picture this. October 2001. The world is in panic, <laughs> sadness, terror. Uh, you don't know what the future holds. Just a month ago, the whole world was thrown into chaos, basically, and confusion. And then, on none other than... October 23rd, just a month over later, Morning View by Incubus comes out. He Would plugs, you say this is your favorite Halloween album? Yeah, yeah, and my favorite uh, post 9-11. Um, anyway, so y you put it in the stereo, out comes heavy guitars. <laughs> Got some mixing on the DJ thing. For some reason, there's like a weird flute on a lot of tracks. And then Brandon Boyd's voice bellows from the distance, breaking through the instrumentation, heaving, yeah, heaving his words into the stratosphere with poetic lyrics, including, it's just a phase. Let's um, talk about the lyrics. So anyway, uh, this album is so weird. I don't know how... I tried to listen to it multiple times and only got through it once. I got through the whole thing eventually, but... First couple times I tried, I could not make it past the first, can you, the second song. Eddie, can you believe this song went double platinum? This uh, album yeah. went double platinum. Okay, well here, okay, this is a huge band. So that that nine. Okay, I'm sorry if that was a bad joke, but anyway. So so I I have a couple things to say, and this is like two th like okay. So first off, they started this band when they were in high school. Like they were like 16 apparently when this started. I read that, and I'm like okay. That would have been. It was they stayed uh, sixteen for every. Yeah, album it was in like ninety two when grunge was getting big, mm -hmm. and like I can see maybe I didn't listen to any other albums besides this one. Like I don't know what their early Why stuff sounds you? like. Yeah, but anyway, maybe they were going off like you know that's when Pearl Jam was getting big and Nirvana, mm -hmm. especially. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if maybe they inspired them to start this, and like that's cool. You know, maybe they wanted to kind of get in on the grunge. Well, action. I think it's like. When they popped off, grunge was still around, but new metal was also... Yeah, okay, yeah, it, I think that... It, yeah. yeah, 
yeah, it's this is the worst, the worst of yeah. both worlds. Yeah. So. Well, I I, I enjoy grunge okay, but anyway, uh, so ten years go by before this. This is like their third or fourth album, I think. And I guess the two thousands were like they started off. There's definite. You can tell it's the two thousands because the little DJ wicka wicka wicka. Um, and I don't know. I told John Mark this earlier. I don't know what they want. <laughs> I don't know what they want to do with this. Mm-hmm. I think the guitar tone is terrible. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like it. Like, if the guitar tone was a little better, I might like it a little more. There is, I'll admit, there's a couple little instrumental breaks where I, I kind of like, okay, this is kind of, mm-hmm. like, they're, you know, it's when it's just, when it's literally just drums, guitar, and bass, there's a couple times I'm like, okay, that's okay. Um... And yeah, but the singing, I, I think maybe he's going for the, uh, um, what's his name from Stone Temple Pilots? I can't remember. Oh, God, Chris Cornell? No, uh, that's that's, that's uh, freaking, yeah. Scott something. But anyway, I think maybe Scott ma- Stanton. No, it's Creed. Not, no, it's close. Why couldn't your dad pick the Creed album? Yeah, but anyway, so I don't know, like all of these songs. <laughs> what do they want? I don't like. Well, first off. Here's a problem I think that maybe they maybe led to a lot of their problems because the lyrics and singing are some of the worst parts to me. But I don't know if they started with a song title and went from there. Cause I, because, <laughs> like, a lot of these song titles alone are bad. Like, I think uh, Just a Phase is terrible. Have You Ever is a terrible title. Are You In is pretty bad. I mean, Warning is a great Green Day song, but not a good Incubus song. Uh, I so like I don't know where he wanted to take these lyrics or what mood he wanted to capture, if that makes sense. But I think that the song titles definitely give away that there's not really a direction to that. Well, I also think it's very. Uh, I don't know what the word to use is. I, w- I was going to say sacrilegious, but that's another word. I don't know. But how dare they? How dare Brandon Boyd and his posse name their number one single "Wish You Were Here." Which is yeah, which is, I mean, that, a fantastic okay, a, Pink Floyd see, song. Well, There's see, a lot I, of songs called "Wish You Were Here." So I mean, well, this this is my "Wish You Were Here." Okay, well, that's that's disgusting. Well, love, okay, so it. I'll give it like honestly, when I was listening to Aqueous Transmission, I was like, okay, this is kind of okay. I love, like, I love. I mean, I like. It's not like Aqueous Transmission is the is the type of sound that I would expect. Not a lot of the other. Um, sounds on the other tracks yeah they yeah. said they want like relaxing but there's nothing relaxing well, about no, circles no, okay yeah. but there's there's little breaks like they'll have the heavy and then they'll have like the breaks where it's just kind of like they have like the flutes and stuff like that and just kind of the worldly sounds i'm trying to picture me being a young adult in october 2001 <laughs> see uh-huh. i didn't even i didn't even connect and this well no i'm not talking about 9-11 and this comes out and like what who would I have to be? What world would I be in to listen to this whole album? Like drinking beer in my garage. This album sucks. The a lot of people like it. Well, those people are. I, I, I know they went double platinum. I know taste is subjective, but those people are wrong. Let's. Okay, the worst stuff is the singing, and the lyrics, and the DJ noises. I have. I saved some of the lyrics, and it's not like the fun DJ noises like on Teenage Dirtbag, which I, which they're just being goofs, and I like that. What's Teenage Dirtbag? By Weedus. Oh, okay. you know. So, 
that their Wikipedia also said that 30 songs were sketched out for this album. Oh, and God. only 13 made it in, and it's still an hour long. But I have, uh, I have five excerpts here that I'm going to read to you. And uh, these are all lyrics for different songs, and they all sound like poetry I would have written in seventh grade. And I want your thoughts on each one. Here's a, here's a lyric from Just a Phase. I am bottled fizzy water, and you are shaking me up. You are a fingernail running down the chalkboard I thought I left in third grade. Well, just saying fizzy is like, what the hell? Here's uh, one from Alex's favorite songs, Blood on the Ground. Uh, this isn't... This is something I guess like I could imagine liking when I was in sixth grade or fifth grade, listening to Three Days of Grace. I don't think I heard a single lyric listening to this album. When you start to speak and my warm blood starts to boil, seeing you is like pulling teeth, and hearing your voice is like chewing tinfoil. <laughs> I, I mean, like he's trying to be poetic, I guess. I don't know about that. I think he must really, he's really trying to take pages out of like Stone Temple Pilots from what are these lyrics stop moving that paper around i don't know this one doesn't seem immature to me i just didn't know what they were going for for a warning floating in this cosmic jacuzzi we are like frogs oblivious to the water starting to boil no one flinches we all float face down i guess they're they're dead in a hot tub (laughs) they died okay here's my two favorites this one this one's the worst i think this is the most immature, like, juvenile thing like you would think was really deep when you were in middle school. I don't know how old they were when this came out. Do you guys know? Well, they, they were, were around our age. They were yeah, like, okay. Brandon Boyd was like 24, 25 when it came out. Well, it said that the guy was born in 1976, Brandon Boyd. He's 44 so, now. Yeah, so 20, yeah, gotcha. so 24, yeah. This is from Have You Ever. This is the chorus from How You Ever. Have you ever. I don't think I like that one. Have you ever tried to step in my shoes? Have you ever tried to balance that beam? And if you ever tried to fit in my shoes, they'll never be quite as soft as they seemed. That song was probably my least favorite. I hate that, that one. And uh, finally, Aqueous Transmission. Two weeks without my lover. I'm in this boat alone. Floating down a river named Emotion. Will I make it back to shore or drift into the unknown? It all sounds that one. I don't don't think these lyrics are that bad. That last one sucked. That last one. A river named Emotion. That one was. You could do what you're doing to probably a lot of the music that you guys listen to. I probably could, but guess what? The music is good. This that that adds to horrible. Every single song is either about him missing somebody or him being mad that some but some girl was mean to him. That's what every single song's about, and it's so exhausting. I hated it. Just like Eddie, I, I tried to listen to this album so many times, and I never got past the second track. I just turned it off. And for a while, I was just going to be like, well, this is going to be me. I'm going to listen to the first two tracks, and I'm going to go on here. And then finally, I, I, this morning is the first time I listened to the whole thing. Me too, actually. <laughs> so... It, it's the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> okay, it's not the yeah, worst I, for me. Yeah, but I mean, there's worse things. I think it's. I think. I it's, can't think of anything else. What would you rather listen? What would you rather not listen to? Uh, I don't know. Country music. Got, I, I'd rather I listen to country music. I also don't think music. you guys are. You guys just aren't big fans of this style of music. 
I like Grunge like, okay. I can get into. I, I like the Stone Temple Pilots and Pearl Jam. I can get into Grunge. I can tolerate new. This music. listen. This is not even a, like because you know the Creed is a joke band, but and Hinder, but like you can sing like a Hinder song. Yeah, how are you going to sing? it's, like, fun and funny. And, yeah, and, you, and your critique is, like, Incubus isn't even, like, a joke band. You just think they're... Because I, 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 I wouldn't put I wouldn't put them with those bands. It's, I know, it's least, weird. You at least say that. But I like Creed. I'd rather listen I to would Creed. Like, yeah, and Nickelback. I get it. I get this it. is, like, the oh, Nickelback. Nickelback's, like, Nickelback's not even that bad. They're yeah, not they're bad. not. Uh, yeah, I listen to true. Nickelback. I listen to the Hinder. Yeah. So Maybe not Trapped. Maybe what? this is better than Trapped. Did you guys uh, hear Trapped? Uh, Came out the new album. 600 copies sold. Hell baby. yeah, baby. Oh, Good job. Give it up for Trapped. <laughs> I can't wait to uh, pick Talk up. about they that. Called, they called out maybe uh, 10, of, 10 of my favorite bands over the past three or four months or, or so mm-hmm. and called well, them Snowflakes. Hang on for about 20 minutes. I'll be picking that Trapped album for next week. <laughs> All right, oh. let's go. <laughs> All oh. right, well, yeah. You, got, you guys hated it, and that's, that's fine, you know. Um, I mean, this isn't really an album that I. Hold you didn't like it very much either. It sounded like. As an album, as a as a whole, no, not really. But I still like like Incubus. I I think they're good. I enjoy throwing on their singular tracks every now and then. I've put "Wish You Were Here" on many playlists, Spotify playlists through the years. Um, I don't know. I I also think a lot of this is nostalgia for me okay. because I grew up. Listening to to WCLG, which is the which is the the rock radio station, growing up, and I don't know, Incubus just just takes me back to my childhood, and that's probably why why I like them. You know, if if I didn't grow up on this stuff, I'm very likely I, I may hate it as well. But uh, yeah, let's do let's do final grades. Uh, I'm gonna give this one a six out of ten. I'll give it a two. I give it a zero. Okay. I give it a zero. All right. You're, I, there, no, I'm not kidding. You're ridiculous. There is no redeeming quality to this. What's your two for? What? What? what the last think? song. I thought it was. They relaxing. got two points for the last song. Yeah. I'll give. It, I mean, there's a cut and a couple. As moments, relaxing as that song is. There's a couple moments where I was like, okay, like I said, the music. As fine as that last song may be, it's ruined because I have. I didn't save this quote. I just read it. But Brandon Boyd himself, supervillain Brandon Boyd said about Aqueous Transmission, he wanted to, it to make that song so relaxing that the listener peed themselves. And that's disgusting. Uh, and that takes those two dude, points back. Yeah, kind of see, I, I wrote that down as well. I, I don't know. That's a zero out of ten. Okay. The whole album. All right. All right. Well, that was a, that was a fun one. That was a fun <laughs> yeah. one. Thanks, Dad. Um, <laughs> I will tell you. <laughs> Thanks, not, Boyd. I will forewarn you to not listen to this episode. Um, so you don't hate my friends. Um, so, uh, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take a break. Um, we may or may not have some uh, some sponsors to to hear about here oh, here boy. on this break, and then we'll be back. And Eddie, and I heard we'll, you got a lot of sponsors on this. Time. Oh yeah, got them all in my pocket. We will talk about uh, the last album of the show. So uh, stay tuned. Um, yeah. Hey guys, this is Eddie Trezino from the podcast Fresh Ears. I just want to tell you that I actually have another podcast with my girlfriend, Casey Houlihan, who we have here in the studio with us. 
Yeah, I made a special trip in just for this ad break. Yeah. Um, so the it's pod- called In Case You Missed It. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, it's, uh, do you want to explain what it's about? Sure. I'll explain it. Uh, so basically, uh, I'm a big pop culture fan. I love keeping up on like new music and movies and TV shows and podcasts. So we just talk about what we've been listening to, watching, or reading that week and just have a good old grand old time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we come out about once a week, and you can check us out on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Yes, and if you uh, like the recommendations I give on Fresh Ears, maybe you'll like what we say on this In Case You Missed It. So yeah, check it out. Download it today. All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, it's time to talk about our last album of the day. Picked by Mark Shaver himself, uh, and it is A Night at the Opera by Queen. Now, uh, I've always been a big Queen fan, just like you and your dad, with uh, all the bands you listed. Both of my parents love Queen, um, and The Cars, which I know Eddie likes a lot. Um, A lot of different, more classic rock more than hair metal and grunge, but um, Queen was always one of the, always in the zeitgeist for me growing up. And so... Uh, I was actually surprised when my dad picked this, and I don't know if my dad actually picked it, because uh, the, the day we recorded, or the day before we recorded this last podcast, when we had to have our picks in so we could say them, my dad hadn't given me one, and my mom was like, well, do you just want me to give you one? And I said, no, you can't give me one. My dad has, dad has to give me one. My and, dad then, and then like an hour later, my dad texted me, A Night at the Opera by Queen. So I asked him why he chose that one. He just said he liked it. So I don't know if he actually picked it. We'll see. But anyway, I I know my dad had seen Queen live before Freddie Mercury died, which is awesome. I'm sure that would have been an awesome show. Do you know where he saw him? No, I'd have to ask. But, oh, you're going to hate this. I was talking to Eddie about this. Oh, my. My parents. So Alex loves you two. I love you two. I love you. I I know know what you're going to say. My parents saw Joshua Tree tour live. Yeah, the, the OG. And they said they didn't like it. Well, I don't think they're, they they probably weren't like hardcore U2 fans, right? I'm not a hardcore U2 fan. Right. But to see 1987 U2? Oh, yeah. How that'd could, be how awesome. Could, how could anyone not like that? I saw I saw the 2017 Joshua Tree tour and it was sweet. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I think... So at Night at the Opera, for me, I for a long time, I was only ever into the big hits from Queen. Most of my life, probably, up until recently, where I've started listening to their actual albums. Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple of years ago, it was around the time the movie, Bohemian Rhapsody, that trash heap of a movie came out. I haven't seen it. Uh, Eddie and I watched don't it. Don't watch it? Uh, if, no. Don't watch it. It's not good. Okay. What do you think? Noted. Uh, yeah, I mean, I at the time, I was like, okay, this is fine. If you're going to watch a, if you're gonna watch a, um, a biopic of a gay... Music superstar watch Rocket Man, which I haven't seen, but I've heard is really good. I liked it. Yeah, I just watched it. Don't watch Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. So I I listened. I, I got this on vinyl uh, around the time the movie came out, and I listened to it, and I was uh, upset with myself for never listening to it before then. I love this album, and I was so happy when my dad picked it because I'm very familiar with it. I think every song on this is great. I think the elephant in the room with you guys is going to be Bohemian Rhapsody, which 
I know you'll both probably say it's overrated. I don't think it's overrated. I think it's a masterpiece. I think maybe it's overplayed. And I think those are two different things. Um, but we can go down. I love... I'm looking at the track list right now. The only song that stands out to me, because this album is very operatic, uh, a lot of things going on, a lot of chorus and everything. I don't know why You're My Best Friend is on this album. I love that song. It does not fit. It's really weirdly placed on this album, I think. Uh, but besides that, every single song on this... Well, no, even that song is great. I think 39 is my favorite. Uh, I'm in love with my car, which Eddie and I sing to each other all the time. Oh, I am a car. Uh, the only one I think is a little off, song-wise, is the Prophet song. Uh, I still like it. I just think it's a little lengthy. And parts of it are weird. Uh, and I don't like it a lot of it. But besides that, it's great. And I love the album. And if you guys don't love it, I'm going to be really mad. Maybe I loved it. <laughs> Maybe I hated it. You're about to find out. All right. Um, oh, so teased. I've never liked Courtney. I've oh. never been a fan of them. And it's not because I don't think they're good. Um, there's a lot of there's there's a few reasons I'm gonna get into that. Um, obviously, they're an incredible, huge band. I think it's just one of those situations where their songs that I do know, which really aren't aren't that many, um, just the ones that I've heard, they annoy me to the tenth degree because of the way they're popularized. Mm -hmm. um, like, we are the champions. We will rock you. Bohemian Rhapsody, so overdone. All those songs are so ruined for me. I hate them all. They make me cringe. Um, <laughs> literally, and, and what makes me cringe even more... I'm not a big, big fan of your What makes me cringe even more is when I hear other people sing these songs. Leave it to Freddie Mercury or Adam Lambert. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't want to hear Joe Bob on the streets singing Bohemian Rhapsody in, in its entirety. Well, I think... I think we're too young to know, but didn't it get like? Wasn't the renaissance of that song Wayne's World? I don't know. I don't know. I've never Wayne's seen World. Wayne's World, and I think that made a. Like, I think that was a second coming of it. I guess. Yeah, and I think since then it's uh, that's because it's not on the greatest hits album, which is bizarre to me. That's really strange. Yeah, but you know, I'm not done with my review yet. This might change. Um, like I said, I've only heard the hits. Never dove into Queen's expansive discography. And they have like 12, 13 albums. I didn't know that. That's, that's nuts. Um, I never realized they had other members of the band take over vocals on like entire songs. Um, I really, really, really enjoyed that on the Night of the Opera. And it really um, caught, me, caught me by surprise. Um, it, took me, it, it took me to sit down and listen to this album to realize why Queen is so great. This album is killer, killer, killer. It is epic. Um, Queen is a oh, baby. Queen is a jack of all trades band. Um, I love how they don't stick to one style. They can do anything. They can do like heavy driving rock. There's like hair stuff that sounds like hair metal on this, like progressive prog rock type stuff. They do the theatric opera thing, which is which is great. And then they've just got pure pure pop stuff. I think it would be so cool to see this album performed as like a rock opera type like on stage play with like stuff going on in the background. I, 
I think that would, that would be awesome. I'd pay big bucks for that. Um, oh, the big bucks. So, wow. so big bucks. Well, you I, still can with Adam Lambert. I, I guess he's fine. He's good. He's good. He's, he's, I've, I've seen, I've seen him perform <clears throat> with them just in videos and stuff and, and he fits. He did, he does a good job. Is it the other four? The other three are still original? I don't know. No, not the bass player. I don't know. Job. But, but he, he does a really good job with them. Um, I, I like him. He's pretty good. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to run through the, the track listing. Death on Two Legs. Great what an opener! Sound. Oh, yeah. what an opener! It's just, it's it's killer. It's just killer. That's all. That's killer all. Queen. Killer queen. Killer, killer, killer. Don't like that. You don't oh, like Killer Queen? No, oh, that's well, you're lucky. It's not on the album. That's another one that I that makes me cringe. But uh, so it goes from Death on Two Legs right into Lazing on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> Two opposites. The abrupt transition from the first track to this track is so weird, so unexpected, but somehow it works. Mm-hmm. Like this, uh, this track gives me a uh, heavy uh, Spongebob uh, fishing for jellyfish in Jellyfish Fields, Tiny like, Tim. A lot of songs like Tiny that. Tim type vibes. <laughs> Good companies like that too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm in love with my car. Hell yeah. Ooh, you too. Eddie and I just high five. This song. Whoa! <laughs> You're one curse. You better not say it again, buddy. So, so when I was listen, listening through the first time, I was like, yeah, that's my favorite track. Nothing's gonna beat it. Nothing's gonna beat it. Uh, I thought it was Steve Perry at first. I was like, is Steve Perry from Journey on a on a Queen song? But yeah, I like uh, I like I like Roger Taylor. He's a he's a good one. Um, You're my best friend. Yeah, you said you don't know how it fits. I don't care if it doesn't fit. It's great. It's classic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a it's pure serotonin right there. Ooh, Ooh wow! It's, it's a, it's a, it's, You're doing a little Italian. Up. If I'm looking for a for a nice little serotonin. Hey, buddy, boost, you got some serotonin on you? I'm gonna listen. Give me my fix. Some serotonin hey, dealers. I feel like I've heard this on on many like movies and TV shows throughout yeah. the years. I don't even know where, but yeah. Um, Thirty nine, loved it. It's another one other one of my favorites. It uh, it kind of it reminds me of John Denver, like driving down a West Virginia back road. The harmonies in the chorus and that are so good. Mm-hmm. I love them. It's really good. Uh, Seaside Rendezvous, love that one as well. Well, I, so I didn't mean to get to mention this on Seaside Rendezvous. I love it. Mm-hmm. They have there's like a there's like a section where it's supposed to be brass and woodwinds, and they synthesize it all with their voices. So they do. They do. They're just going. That's great. It. It's just their voices, I and I it. love it. I love it, man. It's so good. And uh, okay, um, my favorite, my favorite track on the whole entire album is the Prophet song. Wow, it's it, it grew on me after a while too. I feel like I've heard this in so many places. I just, I just don't. The Prophet song? Yeah, I've heard it. I've heard it. I don't know where, but to me, this song, this song should be what Bohemian Rhapsody is. Especially in like, I think it's too weird in like popular culture. Yeah, but that's what makes it awesome. It's like this epic, mystical, prog rock journey throughout that song, and I love how it evolves. And I, man, Prophet song to me is like top tier. That's top, what, that's when you get to listen to in, um, with headphones on because it, it has a lot of like it messes with the channels, the left and right channels. Like it's really cool. When I when I when I said earlier that I, that I would love to see this like performed like on a stage. I want to see the Prophet song. Have they done this live? I'm sure they have. I don't know. I'm not talking like a live performance. I'm talking like... (laughs) I'm talking like real live. I mean, Freddie Mercury live. Yeah, man. Um, (laughs) Good Company is kind of on par with Seaside Rendezvous and Lazy on a Sunday Mm -hmm. afternoon. I I really like them. It's a little jam. Bohemian Rhapsody, it is what it is. I hate it. 
I absolutely hate <laughs> it. Um, yeah, I, I, and I think it's just pop culture has ruined it. I would, yeah, if you could listen to it for the first time, I think you'd probably... I, I wouldn't like it as much as the Prophet song. Well, you don't know that, though. Mm, no way. <laughs> okay. No way, man. He's I, trying to I, imagine it. I, I understand that it's overplayed. I agree that it's overplayed. There's nothing cringier to me than going to a bar and it plays and a bunch of white people start singing it. That's it. You hit right on the head. But oh, the song oh, oh. is still a masterpiece. It's, it is. It is. I'll say that, but I absolutely hate it. I, <laughs> okay. If, if, if I made a list of top ten most hated songs by me, it would be near the top. What else is on that list? <sighs> um, no, you're talking about overrated or just hated completely? Just not just hated by Well, me. you infamously hate the Alphabet song. Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll, we'll, Alex thinks it would be 27 letters in the We'll, we'll come yeah. back to that. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll dedicate an ent- entire podcast to songs that we hate. Ooh. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, this song, this album is great. Even though I hate Bohemian Rhapsody, this album is an absolute Oh, well, you forgot God Save the Queen. Yeah, great. <laughs> Very it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's awesome. I, I absolutely loved it. Eddie, what'd you think? Yeah, uh, so I'd never really listened to this whole thing either, but I've heard a lot of... Like the names of these songs a lot. You know I'm in love with my car. Yeah, of course. Eddie, I, mean, I got a feel for my automobile. Eddie constantly you know says he's got a feel for his. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I've heard you like quote that song for a long time, and I never knew what the heck you were talking. <laughs> well, about. yeah, I mean, so that's it. Now you know, Alex. You can also uh, feel the words. But anyway, uh, so yeah, Are you feeling the words right now, Alex. So I thought this. Al- I listened to this album and sat down and listened to it, and it was I really liked a lot of the songs and i thought that it was so cool to just hear like it's kind of like um like climbing a mountain every song and then just climaxing and jumping off the mountain Whoa. and it's blazing on a sunday afternoon yeah yeah that, especially on a, that one on a trick I'm gonna go oh, run. oh dude <laughs> if i could laze on a sunday afternoon while running at full speed off a mountain that'd be great but anyway so it's really cool to hear all the guitar parts i think that um Brian May, if I may, mm-hmm. is a really good guitar player. Does he sing 39? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From what this says, he has lead vocals and Roger Taylor I does. I love 39. I mean, so maybe this answer is the You're My Best Friend question because there's three songs in a row that are like all, besides Freddie Mercury wrote most of these songs, but uh, number three is I'm In Love With My Car, four is You're My Best Friend, and 39 is five. And so I guess that all each member just wrote a song to put in there. Maybe that's it. Okay. Because yeah, John D. Deacon, the bass. Well. Oh yeah, yeah. The bass player wrote, wrote a lot of my stuff. best friend. Yeah, he wrote. Oh, well, well, he yeah. wrote the Prophet songs. So you can think Brian. Mary, yeah, not um, Freddie Mercury for the Prophet songs. Yeah, I, the Prophet songs probably my favorite song on it too, which is ca- hard to believe because I, I don't it, like man. long I songs loved usually. Loved it. Uh, yeah, it's cool that uh, other members sing. I'm in love with my car is really cool. And I don't <laughs> That's know. That's the like, best part of the movie, too. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, like, they have like a 30 second bit where the drummer's like, I want to sing a song about my car. Yeah, yeah. And so I don't know like how much of this. I want to interject real quick. Interject I'm sorry. me but with like, your juices. Let's the see. end of his sentence interrupt the beginning of yours? Yes. So, so like, oh. let's pretend A Night at the Opera is a. Uh, is like a episode of Saturday Night Live. What? Yeah. Okay. Let's okay. Say, let's say a night. Who at the plays Opera, Brian? A night at the opera is honestly Andy Samberg probably plays Brian May. No, I'm thinking Andy Samberg as Roger Taylor in this really? situation. Well, Roger so Taylor's you, blonde. He so could you know, be like David Spade. You know how they? 
<laughs> David Spade plays him. So you know how, like, in an episode, of course you know, in an episode of Saturday Night Live, they'll do, like, the random digital shorts. No. I've, that are, a lot of times, like, completely, no. like... You know exactly what he's talking about. Okay. Like, completely out of place with what's going on in the episode. I feel like that that would be, I'm in love with my car. It's just... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, all right, Roger wants to yeah, write a song about his car. Well, that's the question, like, Samberg. How much is great? I love yeah, it. Oh, is no. that, like, how much of these songs are jokes? I don't know. Like, how oh, much... I don't think any of them are is, jokes. I don't is think Good I, Company a joke? I don't think any of them are jokes. I don't, I don't even think, think I, I'm in love with my car is a joke. Hmm. I think it's earnest, and it's just really weird. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I think you, if I may, if I, Brian, Brian, if may, I Brian may, I think you have an issue with earnest things. I think you're always looking for the ironic image well, for something. No, I get And no. it's not always there. I get that, like, but, I, like, I don't know what was going on in the 70s that, like, made them just have, like, I would have thought there'd be a little more humor to it. Why? I don't know. I just feel it, like, Bohemian Rhapsody, I always thought, I don't know why, but I always, maybe it's because of Wayne's World, but I thought Bohemian Rhapsody was a little bit sarcastic. About what? I don't know. Just, I like, they're like, oh, let's just write this. You said let's that do about... the Fandango. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. yeah, no, no, seriously. Yeah, I know what you're but saying. That's all, but that's, that's operatic. They're just doing a little operatic. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, I, that's just, that's just my question. You said something about Age of Bicelia Day, and I don't think there's any irony or sarcasm. No, no, in they're... What, yeah, they... What? They're, What's, how's they're, the sarcastic? Their band is called Steely Dan. Okay, but how's this music sarcastic? <laughs> the music isn't, but the lyrics. How? The singing. Because, did you, I don't know, listen to the Tell lyrics. Tell me. Listen Explain to it to me. I don't know. Don't, the guy, Donald, always said he wanted to write songs that had a little level of irony to them. Expl- explain how the music the lyrics well I don't know but he said that in an interview a lot of Steely Dan's lyrics are like about like suicide and yeah. sex and stuff like yeah that. but it's like well you know even if you jump off the Brit you know you you don't survive but your memory does but uh, anyway so I mean I like this I still <laughs> like this I still uh, like this album I think it's really good my favorite song is probably uh, Prophet Song and I like 39 also I remember the, I remember the first time I heard 39 yeah, was, we were in your we were in your we, automobile. I was, we were, I was in love with my car. We were driving in it, and <laughs> we were really getting it on with your car. I put on thirty nine, and within the first like five seconds of just the instrumental, Eddie was like, "Oh, this is great!" Like Eddie fell in love with that song yeah, before the cool. vocals even kicked in. It's, yeah, it's I like the like. It's one of my favorites on the album for sure. So yeah, that's that. Amen. To okay, what and like. I think calling the movie Bohemian Rhapsody is so dumb. Like, they well, shouldn't have called the movie Bohemian. They should have okay. called it Freddie Mercury yeah, it makes me, dies. like, not want to see it. Here's, yeah, the, here's the worst part. There's a lot of bad things <laughs> in the movie. Here's the, the most egregious part, and this is the part they played during the Oscars because Rami Malek was nominated for Best Actor for this, which he shouldn't have been. He's a um, good actor, he's though, right? fine. Oh, I have no problem with him as an actor, but that... It was whatever. I don't even remember who else was in it. They, the movie posits, and if, I mean, I can't imagine that this is true. The movie posits that on the fly, he's just sitting at a piano and he starts to play the beginning of Bohemian Rhapsody, the piano part. And he just starts singing along. And it just, it's as if he improv the entire first part of Bohemian Rhapsody and that's how it began. And it's like. Is that not how it happened? I, I don't know how it could be. It could be. And even if it is... I don't care about that part. I, I mean, And even if it is, if you had to have that on the Oscars, 
there's no acting from Rami Malek because he's being lip synced by Freddie Mercury while he's singing it. <laughs> it's I, I hate that was my most hated part of that movie. Yeah, it says in the Wikipedia it says Mercury first started developing Bohemian Rhapsody in the late 1960s. Okay, so six years before this album came out. Yeah, so there's a lot of issues with that movie with chronologic like chronology and all this stuff. It's not good. Yeah, well, I and, yeah, so don't well, the watch whole the whole last movie. 15 minutes is. Live Aid. The Live Aid performance, yeah. which you could just watch the it's actual the real Live Aid, Aid performance. No, no it's that they much. just they literally redo it bit by bit. So I think that's kind of cool. But you can just watch the original. Yeah, it has nothing. It it just doesn't add anything. They're like, oh, everyone's gonna love these music parts. They oh. wanted it. Sasha Baron Cohen was gonna be. Yeah, that the, was the movie I wanted. Which to would see. be perfect. And he looks like the it. rest of Queen was like, well, we want a bigger piece of this pie because the movie at the time was just about Freddie Mercury and the rest of the band didn't like that and Sasha Baron Cohen was like well then screw that I'm not doing this project then and then it became about the band overall which is fine Sasha Baron Cohen directed it no he was going he was going to play Freddie Mercury oh. he, was, and he was like I don't know if he was going to direct it but he was going to produce it that would have been stuff. interesting it would have been great he if it was looks more, more like Freddie Mercury than uh, with that. Well, Rami, I mean, with the makeup on Rami Malek looks like him too. The big teeth, the, the big, big huge teeth. Uh, I can't. I mean, I can't believe Freddie Mercury sings so well after you hear. Him yeah, talk. yeah, yeah. It is weird. <laughs> yeah, he's got a pretty, pretty angelic voice. All right. Well, uh, rating time. I give this a perfect ten. Perfect ten. I give it a perfect ten. I'll give it a nine. Is that our highest rated album? I think it is. Probably, We yeah. gave Hospital... We gave... Last last episode, me and... I, well, well... Me and you gave it a 10, I think. Yeah. You I gave know, it like I don't six know or it. seven. Yeah. Probably gave it seven or eight. All right. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Uh, when we come back, we have a hot, heavy question from one of our many fans. So stick around. Welcome back to Fresh Years, everybody. We've... Picked apart our dad's favorite albums uh, to various results. Uh, thank you, fathers, for all. Boy, Eddie, and Mark, thank you all for your hard work and dedication to our podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eddie, do you love your dad? Yeah. Great. So, uh, <laughs> our last segment here is our fan question of the week. I forget the email that you have to send the questions to. So. Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Send it to there, or of course, if you know us in real life, to give us to one of us. Um, we we would love we would love to get one sent in to us. That would be great. But for now, uh, I have a question from our a, a new friend of ours, Mary Kate, has sent in a question, and this is it. Are you ready? Mary Kate asks, "What was the most disappointing album you have listened to, and why? Was it the hype?" Was it the switch in genre from the artist? Was it terribly produced, etc.? Thank you, Mary Kate, for that question. Yeah, that's a hard one for me to pull off the top of my head. Oh yeah, I'll have to take take gotta, a couple weeks to think. I gotta, I gotta think on that one. This will be a couple. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, we can, we can. Um, put a little. I got okay. I got mine. All right. So, so this is an album I ranted and raved about when it first came out. You probably remember me ranting and raving about it. Um, so, a couple years ago, I really got into a band called Trophy Eyes, and I loved their album. I loved their album Chemical Miracle. It's one. Of, it's one of my favorite albums of all time. And uh, I saw them live that summer, and then just I, I love them. And then 
they announced that they were putting out a new album and it's called the american dream and i loved it like the first two or three times i listened to it and then i listened to it more and i didn't really like it and it was a huge disappointment because chemical miracle is like for me it's like something i can go back to and just listen to the whole thing like on the drop of a dime i love it i cannot do that with the american dream they they took away everything that i liked about them um from the first album and kind of just turned into like a pop band which there's nothing wrong with that if if you do it well and, and it's and the songs aren't bad i mean the songs are fine. I like lavender bay yeah That's there's, there's good songs on it but just like to me it just wasn't trophy eyes it wasn't the band that i fell in love with <laughs> so the one so the so the reason what, what was the reason you loved it just because hey this is new trophy eyes i have to love it yeah, because that I was on a Trophy Eyes high. Yeah. I had seen them that summer. It was the summer that I discovered them. They were so new to me. Um, I saw them at Warp Tour that summer, and then we went and saw them in Cleveland. Um, at the a, end of Cleve. At a bowling alley. That was great. And it was it good. Awesome. I love them. They're, they're, they're a great group of Aussie boys. Um, shout out, Straya. But uh, it, just, it just wasn't Trophy Eyes to me. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it just, it just, it just really, really uh, disappointed me. I, I, I pre-ordered the album. Um, I was ready for it, and it, uh, yeah, it di didn't, didn't quite hit with me. And they haven't really put anything out since then. Um, so I'm anxious to hear what comes next for them. So, what do you guys got? Um, so for me, that I'm um, a similar situation where it's just disappointment. And there's two bands that I'm sure you guys very well know that every time they're going to put an album out, I'm like, okay, I really want this one to be good. And sometimes they are and sometimes they're not. Recently, it's kind of been not. Uh, the two bands, of course. <laughs> okay, hold on, can we guess? Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to guess one's Green Day. Yes. Okay. Uh huh. Can you, you want to guess? 182. No. The other one's Weezer. Oh. <laughs> the reason, okay, okay the yeah, reason yeah. is because Blink-182, whatever, they're just going to keep going without, like, I think they can be fine, but I just think Blink-182 should just, Mark Hopper. You, know, you want to talk about making music without any irony anymore. I, Mark Hopper, listen, Mark Hopper should just do his own, I think he should be a solo artist yeah, I just, and be Mark Hopper. I just recently started listening to Alkaline Trio. Alkaline Trio is good. I really like that. I like, <laughs> I do like um, Matt Skiba, but anyway. Not with Blink. No, I, like... Fine, they can. What for them? They can keep making music. Whatever, fine. Some of it is okay. I like. But anyway, so Weezer had a great two albums. Like the White Album, which came out in 2016, I think is like probably their up there with their best albums. And then like after that, they came out with Pacific Daydream, which wasn't really that. It had a couple okay songs. Then they came out with the Black Album, which really wasn't good. Which I is that like. Pork and Beans. No, that's that's, red, that's, red that's that way back. White album is oh, like I the. Like, I like that. Yeah, <laughs> I like the pork and beans. Is a, yeah, I like. I like the red album when I was a kid. I, I don't know. I haven't revisited. But anyway, so every time Weezer and like they were gonna have a new album this year, but I don't know when that's coming out. And I like their first song from it, so I'm, I'm still waiting, but I'm excited for that one, and I hope it doesn't let me down. But recently they have been, and Green Day. Like I've always loved Green Day, and, uh, they um you know have a weird varied history and so they um when i was in high school they came out with uno dos and trey and i 
thought some of the so they have some good songs on there those albums aren't particularly good but revolution radio came out i think also 2016 and i liked some of the songs okay like that's an okay album i think it's good and i was like okay and then last year they released father of all mother which uh, the title alone is so bad oh it's so bad and i listened and like i don't know what they were doing they're like there's no because green day you know bill billy joe armstrong is like a he's a woke guy and like he's cool and then like he's like there's no real rock anymore which is like the least woke thing you can well not the least but it's just so dumb to say and that album just really let me down i thought it sucked but i you know obviously want green day and weezer to be good so yeah that's my on the, on the topic of father of all uh let me read this billboard i think you, yeah this is billboard. what it yeah this is um, what i'm talking about it people have told i've seen online where people are saying this is facetious or ironic i wholeheartedly disagree yeah i just think this there i just think these 90s pop punk bands are all old men now and they've lost all sense of like what what's cool mm-hmm. uh-huh Totally. I don't know if you've seen this set billboard. I'll show you the picture, but I want to read it to you first. Uh, it's an ad for the uh, album. It says, No features. No Swedish, Swedish song writers. No trap beats. 100% pure, uncut rock. And it's Green like, day. and it's with like cocaine or something. Uh, like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's it like, cocaine. Yeah. Oh, my sh- God. I never noticed that. Yeah, and I'm pretty oh, sure like that Billy Joe Armstrong's been to rehab. Multiple that makes times. me like not want to listen But like, yeah, so I, but. I have higher hopes for Weezer than Green because like Rivers Cuomo is such a weird guy that mm-hmm. I think I think he could make anything work, but Green Day is just I don't know. Have you heard um, Weezer's cover of uh... Africa? <laughs> That's good. I, I love that. See, they had a cover album and like oh my god, I I don't like it that much. I but love Weezer's cover I think of it's Africa. Okay. Rainbow Connection. Oh, I'm into that. I'll, I'll, it's I'll Weezer that. and Haley Williams, I'm pretty sure. Really? Oh, yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah, the, the Rainbow Connection. I, I need, it's great. I need oh, to hear it. I love Rainbow When the first Rainbow Muppets movie came out, or the, the like the reboot Muppets movie came out in like 2011, they had they came out with a whole album of modern-day bands covering Muppet songs. It's so like, OK Go does the Muppets theme. That and sounds awesome. I forget, I forget all the tracks of the OK No, Go you know one. what? I know who does one. Alkaline Trio does Moving Right Along. Really? Ooh, that's probably good. Uh, no, no? No, it's not. Well, the original, I love Moving Right Along. Yeah, Moving, yeah. All right. Um, I I haven't had any major, major disappointments. But there's a few. Uh, so I'm going to go through a couple, if that's okay. Is that okay, Alex? Go for it. Is it okay, Eddie? Go for it. Uh, chronologically, we'll start early. Um, I... Love the band The Wonder Years a lot. And I became a fan of them because of a friend from high school named Eli who got me into their very first album, um, which is. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Answer that and stay fruit. fashionable? No, about to get Fruit Punch to me as a song. Get uh, stoked on it. Get stoked on oh, it. Oh, yeah. boy. We're, getting, we're turning into old men ourselves. <laughs> oh, uh, I, I, love, I loved and love Get Stoked on It. Um, it is just a dumb pop punk record about ninjas and and the Kool Aid Man, Kool Aid Man and, and Captain Crunch and space and uh, pirates. It's great. And when I heard they were coming out with a new album, I was so excited. I was um, oh boy, I was either a freshman or a sophomore in high school when this, this when the Upsides came out. And 
I like the upsides now, but Alex, you know what I'm talking about. It is such a departure from Get Stoked. Yeah, let me interject and say Wonder Years is one of my favorite bands. I love most of what they've done, but I hate the upsides. No, I hated it when it came out. I don't hate it now. I like it now. But it, like, they went from... Silly to whiny. To goofing off to, like, the first track is... The soup be going, I'm not sad anymore. And it's just like, oh. It's just like, come on, dude. What the hell is We this? didn't know you were that sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were singing about ninjas in mm-hmm. Han Solo. Um, so that one was a disappointment at the time. It's not anymore. At the time it was. Um, and then another one, I would say, for me, probably the biggest disappointment. And maybe it's because I grew out of the genre. I'm not sure. But... When I was in high school, I also loved the band Enter Shikari. And I can still go back and listen to um, A Flash Flood of Color and uh, Common Dreads and love them. I think they're great albums. And A Flash Flood of Color, I don't even know if you know what I'm talking about. Do you? I don't. I think Alex does. Yeah. Uh, a Flash Flood of Color, I think, is to this day really good. It's like post-hardcore, like electronic crap but, but, I love but it's it. different though it's yeah it's, it's great it's different than anything and, uh, else in the genre. lyrically it's all about environmentalism and it's like yeah the, the vocals are very they're, they're awesome punk yeah. rock I, I love that they're great uh and then the mind sweep came out right after that mm-hmm. i pre-ordered it on vinyl it to this day it's the coolest vinyl variant i have and that includes a night at the opera which i love that the color of that vinyl alex i'll show you when we're done recording and I hated that album. The Anesthetist. Well, that's one of the songs. Yeah, I like that song. I'm not. I, I don't like any of it. I thought. I thought it was like cringy. And I, like I said, I don't know if I just grew out of it or not. I'm not sure. But a similar situation was when Say Anything released Hebrews. I do not like Hebrews at all. I like Hebrews. Um, and that was a real disappointment to me. And I haven't listened to. I think he's come out with two since then. I haven't listened to either of those albums because Hebrews burnt me so bad. Another pre-order I have. So well, you're gonna flip when you find out what album I picked. You uh, <laughs> you don't like say anything. I've heard I say anything. I've heard great things about Inner Shikari's album they put out early this year. I've heard it's really good. I haven't listened to it, but I've heard I've heard it's awesome. I've heard, I've heard it's pretty pretty good uh, bounce back from Minesweet. Well, that's good. I'll mm-hmm. check it out then. All right, well, Mary-Kate, thank you so much for your question. We thank love you. questions that you, make us think and, and, and spur a conversation. So once again, Alex, give them the email. Podcast at gmail.com. Email us, message us on Facebook, leave us a voicemail, <laughs> uh, tell us in person, write a letter, whatever you want to do, uh, and we will answer your question on the air. So one last thing to do. We have to announce our albums for next week. Uh, a return to normal. We are picking our own albums for the other two to listen to and enjoy, hopefully. Back on track. Enjoy. Back on track. Back on top. Eddie, what is your album for next week? Um, so I'm trying to pick one that's a little more mainstream, but probably a lot of people haven't listened to it. But it's uh, Sailing the Seas of Cheese by Primus. One of my favorite bands. Interesting. Sailing the Seas of Cheese by Primus. Okay, Alex? All right. I, oh, Alex has his hand in his vault. Oh, his big bag. Big I've got my big bag. I've got, I've got the big reveal right You had your hand on that, not Queen, right? Correct. Uh-oh. Um, so I picked an album that came out in 2020. Uh-oh. That I absolutely love, and it is... Uh-oh. 
Oh. Honeymoon by Beach Bunny. Oh Beach man, Bunny. never heard of them. They were yeah. Cool. You were listening. You were watching their. Um, yeah, they did a they did a live stream um, at Lincoln Hall in Chicago on Wednesday, and I watched it and I loved it. And uh, they're a really really cool band that I've recently got into. And uh, to me, Honeymoon has become an instant classic. Great. Well, um, my album is something I've been jamming to a lot, uh, and it is. You, I made you listen to most of it last week. It's Congratulations by MGMT. All right. Cool. So, we have our three albums. We have MGMT, we have Beach Bunny, we have Primus. We would love for you guys to listen along. I think those are three. Well, I don't know what Beach Bunny sounds like, but um, I know Primus and MGMT don't sound yeah, like. This is, this is a really diverse group. Yeah. So, uh, listen along with us. Uh, you can always tell us what your thoughts are on the album. And um, thank you so much for listening to Fresh Years. For Alex Petri and Eddie Trezino, I'm John Mark Shaver. <laughs> Peace out! Hey, Peace out. Yeah.